I'm Kimberly Amici. Welcome to the Build Your Best Family podcast. This is a practical show to help you imagine, plan, and build your best family. We believe that the secret to having a happy family is not being perfect, but having purpose. Each week, I'll be sharing with you lessons I've learned and conversations I've had that will help you become who you want to be together. Today's conversation is packed with practices that will help you create a growth mindset in your home. Plus, we've got tons of recommendations for our favorite guilty food pleasures, Instagram accounts, books, underrated destinations, and resources we love. But before you listen to that, I want to ask you a few questions. Have you ever wondered how to have more fun and connect with your kids? Or maybe you know how to have fun, but you find yourself getting busy and missing out on cultivating the relationship you want with them? If so, I have a few friends that can help. I've rounded up my friends and family experts, Jess Carey, Dina Dyer, Amy Carney, and Jennifer Zumbio. They are experts when it comes to making the most of the time you have with your busy family, engaging in conversations, and getting your kids to pitch in around the house so that you have more time to make meaningful memories. I'm bringing the conversations I had with them to you in the form of a pop-up podcast. These three episodes, plus some bonus content that I've thrown in, will only be available for one week, June 13th through June 17th. You can sign up at buildyourbestfamily.com forward slash pop-up podcast or in today's show notes. When you sign up, you'll get a welcome email, and it'll also have in there a unique link that will let you listen to our conversations in your favorite podcast app, plus free access to resources so that you can put what you've heard into action. It doesn't get any easier than that. Now to this week's Friends Talking Family. Welcome back to the podcast. I am here with Jess Carey and Elise Daly Parker, and we are talking about creating a culture of growth in our home. That's a growth mindset where we are always looking to grow, to learn, and to personally develop. But before we get started, I would love to ask you guys, what is something that you are raving about these days? Um, We briefly touched base before the podcast started, and I think we're going in the food vein today. Guys, what do you got? Yes, because I love this chocolate. It's, I think it's pronounced who or hue, like human. Um, it's just H-U, H-U kitchen. Oh. And they have so many like organic, uh, like high dark chocolate content in it. My favorite is the almond butter with puffed quinoa. It. Mm is so good. I mean, Butter, even quinoa. people, okay. yeah, <laughs> I have to think about people that are like, for a second. <laughs> that sounds like health food, Jess. Sounds yeah, like it, it does food. a little, it does. I'm, I'm it does not taste like health food. I okay. Love it. Okay. It's delicious. Don't give me chocolate that tastes like health food. I mean, it yeah. doesn't taste like Hershey's. No, no, that's okay. Above the Hershey's land. That's okay. But okay. it is, it's delicious. They have a bunch of kinds, cashew butter, mm. almond butter. It's yeah my fave. Mm, I love cashews. I probably like that. Mm-hmm. What about you, Elise? Well, now that you talked about chocolate, I do. Do you guys know Lily's chocolate? Mm-hmm. I don't think I do. It is. It is sugar-free. I think it's got erythritol or whatever that word is. Mm. And they make, she makes, whoever she is, dark chocolate peanut butter patties. And they're really actually Ooh. delicious. But I was going to say, um, Cheese, like a light cheese popcorn. I think it's Chickaboom is one of them. And oh, yeah, Smart Food's okay. Um, 
There's another one that I love. Can't think of what it is. Is that like your go-to snack? Popcorn? That is my go-to because it's crunchy and it has some salt. I also do love um, microwavable popcorn as well. Mm -hmm. Like again, a low fat version. Can I tell you, so I, I got sworn off of microwave popcorn. My mother was like, Uh-oh. don't do the microwave popcorn. You know, like she's like, it's full of all kinds of chemicals. Of the that inside are, of the bag and all that. All that. Yes, exactly. So I got, okay, this is going to revolutionize your life. Okay. Oh, good. It is. See this, this like went on, a, I'm going to go on a tear and have so <laughs> many suggestions, <laughs> but the Amish have this popcorn popper for the microwave, oh. but it's like a certain type of plastic that you pour dry popcorn, like regular bag, dry popcorn in it, pop it in the microwave, add whatever seasonings you want. Delicious. Ooh. Without oh any gosh. of the chemicals, you can do it with no oil. So it's good oh my for people. Gosh. Yeah. You'll have to send, you'll have to send that link. I will yeah. totally send it. Put and it in the show notes. Chocolate and popcorn, salty and sweet. I love the best. That. Mm. Mm. Have you had some of that popcorn that has like the the chocolate uh, oh like drizzled on it? Yeah, well, not, quite, not quite drizzled. Like I want a little more than drizzled. <laughs> some of it is like dark chocolate. <laughs> kind of clumpy and it's, oh my gosh. In fact, I've had it with some caramel popcorn too. Oh gosh. Oh my gosh, Elise. This is, this this is, is not funny. going to fit into my Weight Watchers program that I started no. today. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. No. The way I have to keep saying things when, when you know, I, I literally just started, but I have to keep saying it's just for today. Yes. All that's not, none of that stuff's going away. That's it. Here forever. Just five more minutes Get a little on healthier. my Weight Watchers. Just five minute increments. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you can I do it. it. You can do it. The next meal. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good job, Elise. Well, mine isn't, you, isn't chocolate. Um, although I do love chocolate. I love the Lint's chocolate, the balls. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Do you like dark or milk or what's I your- like milk chocolate. Yeah. So, I mean, like I've gotten to the point where- like I, I won't do a Hershey kiss. I won't do, I won't waste the calories. Like if it's not going to be like decadent, I don't want Good, it. good, good. Yeah. I will um, say Hershey is one of my favorite places. So I want to be careful. Yeah. No, I, I mean, it's <laughs> great. But I mean, at this point in my life, I'm at my age. <laughs> you want the good, the good stuff. Um, and so my, my foodie type recommendation today is um, I just got this, this, thing called um everything ioli and i got it on Ooh. amazon Ooh. and like um, like the bagel yeah but not like the bagel so it's turpin ridge farms everything ioli garnishing sauce oh, so yeah. my friend i went over a friend's house to watch march madness and um she put it out cuz someone gave it to her as a gift and i think she just didn't know what to do with it yeah. and i put it on like a burger mm-hmm. i didn't do a bun i did a burger with coleslaw and then i just ran this stuff over it and it was really good. It's wow. like you could dip fries in it. It might be called everything because you could probably use it on everything. Okay. Wow. And I'm like, learning how, like the, yeah. yeah. And I'm learning how, like, I'm appreciate. I don't, I don't love mayonnaise. Never have. Mm. Um, I like ketchup, but I've, that's fallen out of, I've fallen out of love with ketchup. So like the idea of an aioli to, to dip my French fries mm. or to put on a sandwich. I really, I really like that. So I just bought it. I just got it today. So amazing. Um, Super excited. Okay. Question. Kimberly, have you had uh-huh. Chick-fil-A sauce? Oh, I have some in my fridge. I have, and we bought some, but I haven't really, I don't really. No, but like, it, it what, I'm, what I want to know is, is it, is it similar or is it not similar at all? 
I'm going to have to go let you know. I'll have to go taste it because I do right. I think I have some. Okay. I'll let you know. A little taste test. Little I will say the, the what is it? Everything, everything bagel seasoning. Uh, speaking of yes, that. I do yes. love that. Love that stuff. That's good for like a poached egg on avocado toast. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, growth can. mindset. All right. Uh-huh. One of my favorite hands down resources for growth mindset is the big life journal. So it's an Instagram feed that I started following a while back and I love the content that they create. And so a lot of what we're going to talk about tonight, when I put together my list of things that I wanted to bring to the table came from their website, some of the free resources that Mm. they have. And so I just want to set the stage by sharing, um, yeah, what a growth mindset is versus a fixed mindset. And so a child with a growth mindset, because we're talking about our children, although definitely all the things we're talking about can be applied to our life. But I really wanted to talk about like, how do we teach our kids to do it? Because, you know, sometimes we forget to actually teach certain things to our kids. We just think that they know how to do it or they're going to pick up on the way we do it. And that's not always true. So a growth, a child with a growth mindset thinks that they are capable of changing. They embrace Mm -hmm. lifelong learning, which helps them become more successful and happy in life. They can easily bounce back from failures and setbacks. And a child with a fixed mindset thinks their intelligent, creativity, physical ability are fixed and can't be changed. They typically avoid challenges, give up easily, and are terrified of failures. Mm. Thoughts, ladies? My first thought is um, I really believe it's very hard to have that or that. I think so much is that. Mm-hmm. Because I was thinking, as you were saying, growth, you know, just, I have adult children, so I know more now, like of how they've received things, what mm-hmm. has not been helpful, stuff like that. Um, and I just think about growth mindset. Yes. But also there was some perfectionism mixed in and some unwitting shaming that went on. I've heard this stuff from my kids. I don't like to admit it, but so I think that mixes things a little bit, um, mm-hmm. you know, as usual, true confessions from an older mom mm-hmm. with hindsight. So, yeah, I think, I think it's brilliant, but I think it's very hard to have one or the other. I think we tend to be geared towards one, but there's also other things that might inhibit. Right. So do you think that, um, do you find that some children, it comes natural, more naturally than others? Or do you think it really has to do with the overall culture of the home? Mm. Good question. I mean, I would say. And you're in, in your experience. I would say personally, <laughs> both my husband and I are very growth mindset oriented mm-hmm. in terms of um, thinking, like how you can change your thoughts um, definitely believe in yourself. I think we definitely instilled that in them. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly think, you know, we also instilled you were created in a certain way. You've got purpose that the Lord has given you, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but generally speaking, it would be hard for me to tell. Cause I think we really were not achievement oriented, but growth oriented. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because I'm in a I'm in a transition phase where I'm doing a lot of reflecting on the handful of years I have left with my kids under my roof. And I'm sort of wondering like, where did I get it right and where did I miss it? Not because I want to like, mm-hmm. gosh, I definitely <laughs> I don't want to carry any guilt or shame for sure, but there are things that I have found myself frustrated with that I can look back and go, well, I didn't really walk them through that, or I didn't really teach them that, or I didn't really like, oh yeah, I understand why they're approaching it this way. Mm. And so I really, you know, I've become really passionate about circling back and filling in those holes where I see, okay, this is what's missing. This is where we stumble. This is what's holding them back. This is where they're Mm. stuck Um, because I don't want them to be stuck, you know, in, in, in the future. I think that's amazing um, that you're doing that at this point, Kimberly. And you know, I admire how intentional you are. And um, I think it's another example of that. And I think it's so important. I've been thinking for some reason, we basically have 18 years with our kids. You know, it feels like forever so often. And if you have a bunch of them, it spreads out, of course, a few more years. But at the end of the day, we have 18 years basically under our roof. Most of our kids, not most, but many of our kids leave, uh-huh. Uh-huh. go somewhere at that point. So even though your daughter's coming, your kids uh-huh. are coming back in, their influences are very much outside of your home now. Uh-huh. And um, I think it's, I think you're, and when they do come home, I, I guess I think it's okay to have full disclosure and kind of say to your kids, I'm seeing something. If you want, if you, if you think that would be helpful mm-hmm. to actually say to them, you know, I'm seeing someplace where I, I don't think I, I trained you in this area mm-hmm. or I helped you in this area, or I didn't understand this. Mm-hmm. And That's now good. I see it and I, I want to talk to you about it. And I can say for me, that was, I remember when I had to talk to my kids about my reactivity in my mm-hmm. home. Yeah. I love that. That's I, good. I think, you know, a little bit, like you said, Elise, we, we can strike this balance between a fixed mindset. Like, you know, I don't want to be the mother that tells my child, you have the most beautiful singing voice I've ever heard. And then they believe they should go on, you know, America's Got Talent and Simon Cowell smashes them to the absolute ground. That's just being dishonest in my opinion, right? So, you know, it's sort of lead lead your child in the way that they should go. Um, It's look at their unique skills and talents and then develop those and have them the, the part about developing a growth mindset that I really love is help them develop um, risk taking mm. in the areas where they will have the most potential for success based on mm-hmm. who they are, based on their unique personality, you know, mm-hmm. and then teach them to overcome the the rejection that they may face or the things that will come against you just in life in general. It's mm-hmm. like, no, you know what? You failed that time, but that's just feedback. What can you change next time? Mm, Keep going. That's good, mm-hmm. that's good Jess. You know, mm-hmm. the, Failure is someone, just feedback. I love it. I had a, I, I can't claim that that's not my own. That's Lee Burns. I, he was from Hillsong Bible college and he's the one that, uh, that I, I don't know if he coined that phrase, but that's who I heard it from. I have heard it, but it's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Failure, failure is just feedback. Yeah. Amen. So 
Yeah. So it's that's funny because my, my daughter is super risky. Like she'll do anything. She's like, I'm game. I'm going to start a business. I'm going to make a new friend. I'm going to do this. You know, she just naturally is like that. And my son is just a bit more reserved that he's naturally that way. So Mm -hmm. the way that I encourage my daughter to take risks is totally different Mm -hmm. than how I encourage my son to my son. It's like, Hey, go talk to that kid. He looks like he's your age. Maybe Mm -hmm. you should make a friend a little more encouragement. Yeah. Meanwhile, with Kennedy, you know, sometimes with her, I'm like, all right. What have you got to lose? Like shoot the moon girl, like go for it. Uh, And she, it doesn't take much encouragement for her. She's, she's signing the papers and like asking for the contract before we're figuring out, wait a minute, this is in another state. You can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, just like we've, we've changed, um, what failure means. I think we can change what rejection means. And um, there was a book that my husband read and that he made us all read. It was required reading for all of my kids was rejection proof. And Mm. it was this idea, this guy, he, he like, I forget the story. He basically, is that the guy that did the Ted talk, the hundred days of rejection? Yes. Yes. He basically (laughs) wanted to like level up. That sounds like fun. Yes. No, it, it's amazing. Yes. It is Elise, it's amazing. You gotta go watch it. would be TED good talk. for me. I'm very yeah. rejection sensitive, so it would be really yeah. good for me. Right. So you need to re- re- like so he set out to be rejected what 100 times? 100, 100 days, days. 100 days in a row. Yeah. Of rejection. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he got to the point where he like couldn't even get rejected because he was people were just happy to help him. They were doing the craziest things for him. And of course he was documenting it. And so like his one video went viral and yeah. like he just, it, he, he flips like Love this that. idea of rejection and, and like we're doing with failure, you know, like be okay with your rejection and move on. Like, yeah. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Somebody says, no, what's the worst going to happen? It didn't work out. Like we have to, I, I think it's good to teach our kids not to be scared of rejection and help them to understand, sure. not to read into it. You know, I do have something. I, this is going to be a difficult question. I think with regards to rejection, <laughs> okay. what do we do when someone who is meant to essentially not reject mm-hmm. your children, right? Whether it's a parent or a grandparent or someone close to them mm-hmm. that deeply wounds your child with something that very specifically rejects something about them. Mm. It's like in those situations, how do you help your child have a growth mindset with regards to rejection? Okay. So I will just say my mother was, was rejecting. Mm-hmm. She just did not know how to love. She had mental illness that prevented that. So I grew up that way. Mm-hmm. And so did my four brothers and sisters. And I would say, honestly, we do have a growth mindset as a group. Um, but you really have How do you think to- that happened, Elise? How do you think that happened? We had each other. Mm-hmm. We were very, 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 my, my sisters and I are- best friends. Um, we had my father who was a counterpoint. Um, he was positive and encouraging and, um, he built us up. He, you know, was always in touch with us, that kind of stuff. Very different, very different. He couldn't make up for my mother, but it covered his love covered a multitude of sins. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like, um, 
what I what I, I what I guess I'm thinking about, Jess, is so I still have that wound of rejection. I do. Sure. I, I'm very, very sensitive in that area, much less than I used to be. But um, you know, and that leads to a, a a spirit of offense. You know. Oh sure. FOMO. I feel yeah. like. I feel like going like this to Kimberly because she knows all my stuff. <laughs> We've just known each other long enough and worked close enough that yeah. she really she really does know my stuff. She and knows it, all of it. And again, I do think that I've grown and changed just by living. That mm-hmm. is what changes us. That is, mm-hmm. you know, going through experiences. And, you know, as you say about your kids, al- allowing them to have rejection Sure. Not not throwing them to the wolves, but maybe if they're going to try something that is almost a guaranteed <laughs> rejection, yeah. saying something about that before they jump in, um, you know, I mean, I, I, I definitely, I, I do have risk takers. Um, so somehow I, I guess I reparented in yeah. a way that didn't make them afraid. And also, quite honestly, my husband could not care less. <laughs> About what anybody thinks of him, it is yeah. miraculous. So he was an example. He was an yeah. example. Like, he, like he was rejection proof. And he's also he also was. I'm trying to think of the phrase that he continues to say to them. It's a, it's kind of like it's never over. Don't ever give up. Like if mm-hmm. you know if somebody was applying to a, a doctoral program and at the top three yeah. schools yeah. in the United States of America and didn't get in. Mm-hmm. it's not over, you know, write a letter, do this, do, if you, yeah. if it's what you really want, it's not over. And by the way, mm-hmm. that is the principle that got him to go to Columbia university and masters in poetry when he was like oh. 20, 21 and had no business, but he yeah. just, he haunted people. So he, <laughs> he, he haunted people. He did. I the mean, he would tell word- you that. For being resilient is I'm going to just haunt you. I'm That's just going to, I'm not going to give up until That's you it. open your door to me. And yeah. Yeah. Um, I do think, I do think he taught my, my children that. And I do think that, yeah, I would say I did it more like I did it afraid. Yeah. He did it more like, um, I'm not going to let that stop me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I really don't care what you say to me. Yeah. You know, I think your things- husband might be related mm-hmm. to my daughter. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> She haunts me with her questions. (laughs) She's like, mom, can I go here? Can I do this? Can I do that? Can I do this? What about this? Can I switch this and do that instead? And then I'm like, I I did say no, like 10 different ways very nicely. So here we teach them how to take risks and and say yes to rejection. And then look what we have to deal with. Right, right, right. That's it. Be careful. Yes. Careful. It's true. You were going to say something, Kimberly. Um, I was going to say when it comes to people rejecting our children or even us, what mm-hmm. I've taught my children is typically when you're in that situation, it has more to do with them and less about you. You know, mm-hmm. I think especially in terms of friendship and even grownups, like grownups yeah. are still carrying their own junk and they're, they're, what they're dealing with things probably on the inside of them that we have no idea about. And yeah. it's not that, you know, I know for a fact, a lot of the, the, the drama with the, with the middle schoolers and the high school mm-hmm. girls, it has nothing to do with typically has nothing to do with my daughter. It's typically like her friends issue with her mom at home and she's not getting along with her parents right now, or her boyfriend just broke up with her. That's why she's lousy right now to you. And that's why she's, 
you know, and, and look, it's not justifying. Yeah. It's not justifying it. It's obviously not okay. And I make sure to tell her, I don't say it's okay. It's okay. Well, it's not okay, Mm -hmm. but here's what you need to know about you versus them and your worth and your value, you know, does not depend on that. Yes, it hurts, but this isn't about you. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I love the line. This, I think this line is so gold. People are not telling you about you. They're telling you about them. And that's what you're, you're talking about. Kimberly. Yeah. It's like, that is what's happening most of the time, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. especially in sticky situations. Everybody has issues. Everybody has stuff going on that has nothing to do with us. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think it's really important to remember. I say, I said that to my daughter just the other day, just, yeah. you know, pe- I love what Brene Brown says about that along that line, you know, her famous quote, and she's like, um, my life is a lot better whenever I assume that everybody's doing the best they can, Yes, you know, and it's like, that's a growth mindset for our kids related. Yep. You know, just assume that everybody's doing the very best they can. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and because when you set out to school or you're doing your own life, you're not you know, you're trying to do your best as well. Right. Mm-hmm. And you don't get it right all the time. Mom mm-hmm. doesn't get it right all the time. So right, right. Yeah. If, if you make that assumption that it's easier for you to sort of shift your perspective behind, you know, them yeah. and say, okay, what could possibly have been going on that made this situation a little bit more difficult than maybe it normally would be. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I just love yeah. that quote from Brene. I, I, I keep think it in that's the back great. of my head. I think yeah. that's great. And mm-hmm. I think Kimberly, that applies to what you were talking about with momming as well. Yeah. At the time we're ra- there's no playbook for raising children and there are no two children who are alike. So it's a pretty wild situation mm-hmm. when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Anybody gets out alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, in terms, of, in terms of what you're talking about, can really, again, it's like you did do the best you could with what you had and what you saw at the time. And mm-hmm. so that's important too, for our kids to understand we're human. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, always make the, I didn't make the best decisions, but it was what I knew at the time. Yeah. I think another thing about growth mindset is being process focused rather than outcome focused. Mm-hmm. You know, we, yes. it's, it's, it's an expression we hear and I've heard in Christian, especially in Christian circles about like, what is God trying to do in your heart in the midst of this? Cause we can often get focused on that outcome and whether or not, oh, let's yes. say our prayer get answered, a prayer got answered or whether we not be achieved what we wanted to achieve. Well, what are we learning in the process? And I remind myself of that all the time when I'm not getting where I wanted to go fast enough, <laughs> you Amen. know, this process, I can appreciate and enjoy the process and I can learn through this process. And it's not just about, arriving. Yes. I want my kids to, um, set goals for themselves and I want Mm -hmm. them to work towards those goals, but I don't just praise them when they reach that goal. You you know, I praise them for the process and the habits they created in the process of getting to that goal. Mm -hmm. My daughter, um, doubled up or not doubled up. She took a math class over the summer, so she wouldn't have to double up on it her sophomore year of high school. Mm -hmm. And she spent like, I don't know, six, six weeks, doing a whole semester's worth of work by just getting up and first thing in the morning working for two hours. I mean, that, that process and what she learned alone was just, I mean, thankfully she passed the test and she was able to go into the next math class, but like that process alone developed in something in her that she now knows she can do 
she can right. set a goal and she can achieve it. And oh my gosh, I slow, you know, small steps over time. I accomplished what I wanted. Yeah. yeah that's And brilliant. she did, she did something, uh, you know, unpopular, mm-hmm. uh, counterculture, you know, hard. she did some, yes, yeah, something yeah. hard. Exactly. So I think that, you know, that's another part of this idea of growth mindset is actually trying new things, mm-hmm. doing new things, you know, yes. um, shameless plug, sorry, but it, as you were talking about that, um, you know, the first book that I wrote chart, of course, it's like the destination as a Christian is actually heaven. That's your destination. Mm. But guess what? We don't get there until we're no longer here. So it's kind of like, you've got to think that along the way, it's like this whole time that we are on earth, is a journey, is a process, is one more part of the trip to get to the final destination. And so if you look at it like that, I don't know, for me, it's like, you can enjoy more of the seasons. As Absolutely. You I'm thinking like, you know where you're going. You're like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's down and, the road. And but. yeah. And even just reminding ourselves that it is all a journey makes yeah. it so much more interesting because there's, there's always something new then, right? Yep. The journey's never done. We, there's always, no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, there's yeah. a next mm-hmm. until, well, and think, until the very end, as you say. And Elise, I love that because it's like you you also, okay, if, you, if you're in a terrible season, right? Every, mm-hmm. all of us have gone through seasons where it's like, oh gosh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you can recognize that it is a season. There yeah. is another season coming. Mm-hmm. It may not be as soon as we want. It may not be as warm as we might want it to be, but it is coming. And I think that also helps you endure through Mm -hmm. some of the more trying parts of life as well. That builds resilience, which is also part of a growth mindset. You know, Mm -hmm. you're, you're resilient. So I love that. It's awesome. Yeah. This isn't on our list, but like the ability to embrace even mistakes, like Mm -hmm. in the process, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, like just the other night I overcooked something and I was like, oh, this is really good. Like it, it, <laughs> going back to the food analogy, like how many times have like things really been hungry. discovered? I know. Have things been discovered? It's these almond almond tortillas that I'm Oh, I yes. Get. Yes. When you put them on the griddle, I like left them too long in the griddle. And I really like the texture that they had. Like, and oh. I was like, oh, okay. Like the recipe didn't tell me to do that, but I, you know, I, they were so good. And so this idea that we can learn things and discover things. I mean, I, how many discover, I don't know how many, but how many discoveries were made because of accidents, happy accidents where we're like, yeah. oh, wow, we get, I didn't know that that would be possible or that this would happen. Um, yeah. And it did. It. And now you've got a better way to do things. There is oh. another food analogy, like cotton candy or something. <laughs> There is, there's some <laughs> confection. I, I, I wish I, I could recall it now, but it was, it was an accident just like that. Like yeah. someone was like, whatever. And then you're like, oh, oh I, I burned the sugar. Candy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I burned the sugar. That might be what it is. Probably. It might've been caramel. Caramel. That might be it. I knew but, it was the no, same thing. I like some makes sort of a lot candy. of sense. Um, yeah. When I went to the Corning Museum in New York, which in Corning, New York, which is one of my favorite museums, like another unplanned, as an unplanned stop we made on a trip. That's how they made Corning ware was they overcooked the glass. And what happened was they were just making glass bowls and it had that opacity to it. Yeah. Because it was yeah. left in the, the cooker, the urn, whatever they call it, kiln. Called, kiln, kiln, too long. It became opaque and it was much more sturdy and durable than the glass that they had been making. 
Hmm. Wow. Yep. Look at Very that. interesting. <laughs> Can't wait to go to that museum, Corning, New oh, York. It was mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> go get myself some Corning wear. Yes. Why not? I love that museum. It's great. Yeah. Awesome. What a great little, this is the thing. Yes. These are the things that when our kids make mistakes, that we should remind them of these stories, yes. right? Because I think the stories of how mistakes became something wonderful mm-hmm. um, alleviates a little bit of that pressure. Yeah. You know, at least it does for me. It's kind mm-hmm. of like, oh yeah, I messed up. That's okay. Yeah. You know, a thousand mm-hmm. times, whatever. Alexander, you know, who, who, who invented the light bulb? Thomas, um, no. Edison. Thomas Edison, along Thomas with a Edison. few others. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 Thank you for clarifying, Elise. There's like... <laughs> Three people. Yeah, there are. There are. Something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Three, 10, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's right around around the corner from our house. It is. Sheesh. Really? Yes. So if you come Mm. see us, we can take you over to Thomas Edison. I should say when I come see you. Yes. When. And not only is factory, is mansion. Yeah. Oh. Right across the street. Mm -hmm. So we took a family road trip last year. Some of you guys know about that. And um, we listened to the entire autobiography of Milton Hershey. Speaking of Hershey. I I do love him. I do love him. Uh, The guy was like really interesting, really interesting man. Yeah. Yeah, And a great story. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, like, you know, he, he was a risk taker. This Mm -hmm. guy bought an entire factory, built an entire town around this idea of, of affordable chocolate for the masses mm-hmm. before he ever had a recipe to make chocolate. Mm. Didn't he, he, speaking, speaking of caramels, <laughs> he started with caramels. He sure we did. go back Look to that, that again. Back to food and chocolate. <laughs> it's almost like we scripted this, even though we didn't. It's amazing. Did not. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it that, those are the things. Like I love that circling back to that, that gives all of us mm-hmm. permission, right. To keep going, to keep trying, to keep making mistakes, to, to tell the naysayers, the people that are like, oh, are you still at that? Are you still doing that? Mm-hmm. La, 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 whatever. You're like, yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. I am. I'm still pursuing that dream. I'm still taking steps toward it. And, you know, I, I think it's exciting. Have you guys, you guys know, Imagine Dragons, the, the yeah. group. Mm-hmm. And like uh, one of the lines in one of their songs is um, you were laughing in the nosebleeds. Like he he was a kid that was bullied and essentially he was like, he was doing his thing and he knew one day he was destined for a stage and all this. And, mm-hmm. um, and then he goes, and now you're clapping from the nosebleeds. You were laughing mm-hmm. at me, but now you're clapping from the nosebleeds. Oh, which wow. is like, what a great line. Hey, that he got yeah. to look into that. Mm-hmm. So That's these so are our good examples we can give our kids that I think help Definitely. them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They're never going to get anywhere without taking risks. Yeah. That's the bottom line. I What's think, the uh, biggest risk you've taken? That's what I want to know. That's a good question. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and anything? the wind maybe went we, out of the room. Maybe that's the homework. <laughs> well, yeah, I think, that's, I think that's, a, that's a big question, but... Um, <laughs> Oh, I, I can say mine. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think my biggest risk uh, personally was moving to London with knowing no one with a two and three year old mm-hmm. and having only been married like, you know, a hot minute. Mm-hmm. That was a big risk. Wow. I totally into the unknown. I'm going to piggyback on that moving risk after I graduated college. Mm-hmm. I literally moved to Atlanta with everything that could fit into my car and $60. 
Wow. And I a mean, pack I, of hot dogs, right? Yeah. <laughs> or you bought those on the way. I bought them. <laughs> I mean, I slept on a friend's couch from my high school who was basically like, and I hadn't seen him in four years. He's like, oh, I'm living in Atlanta. I, like I literally was out at a bar with him and he goes, oh, I'm living in Atlanta. You should totally come down and move down there. Stay. But I think he might've said stay with me at first. And I was like, Okay. And so I knew I was going to work. I know, right? Okay. I knew I was going to work at the 96 Olympics and I needed a place to stay. So I mm. called him up and I said, I'm, I'm coming down. I need to, I need some place to stay for two weeks. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm going to, maybe I should move to Atlanta. And he goes, well, I think I'm moving home. So you, I'll, I paid up my lease. Why don't you just take my room? I mean, literally I had nothing. Like I just was like, okay. Let's yeah. That's, go. that's, that's, yeah, that's risky. That's, that's risky. That's <laughs> risky. That's definitely risky. Yeah. I also carpooled with my husband, having known him for two hours, uh, Mm -hmm. for an hour and a half. The first three days that we were together, I literally got in his car the next day, not knowing. I was like, "Eh, that was probably not a very good choice, but um, it was (laughs) very good. Worked out okay. It did Um, work out okay. I was was risky though. As soon as you, as soon as you asked the question, I, I, my answer, absolutely. It was like word association marriage. Now I did not know that going in. It didn't feel like a risk, but it's, I think it's definitely one of the hardest, riskiest things you can do. However, I want to add to that a few things on my list. One was moving into New York City because I was, even though I lived, what is it, 12 miles west my most of my life, I was terrified of it. So I decided to move in to get over it. But before I did that, I did three months of backpacking through Europe with my girlfriend on $15 a day. And I think that was pretty risky too, Um, especially at the time. This was not when everybody was doing junior year abroad or half semester, (laughs) whatever. It it just wasn't. Um, And I think things like things, just things like that. Oh, having my own business, starting a gourmet Starting a gourmet cheese and coffee shop again before people had cheese on the shelves and coffee on the shelves, like beans everywhere. We nobody had them. And doing that when I was working at HBO as a copywriter and had just gotten married. It was so mm. insane. It was so insane. Um, but it was fun and it taught me a lot. One oh, of the nice. things it taught me was I don't want to have a gourmet coffee shop. Amazing. <laughs> We do learn what we do, we do. And do not want to do. This yeah. is absolutely yeah. true. Which fits perfectly with create a habit of learning new things. Oh, yes. One of those growth mindset indicators, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, When's I the last that. time you learned to do something new? Well, well I, I'm not really new, but I joined a volleyball team. Oh, yeah. I haven't played since high school. I learned how to play pickleball. I freaking love it. It is oh, amazing. Oh, I love pickleball. It, everybody around me was like, do you play pickleball? I'm like, what is this thing that everyone is talking yeah. about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So big. So yeah. big. Uh, well, I actually played even, even, even though I'm practically bedridden. <laughs> <laughs> Elise is on the verge. I she's did, okay. I did play. I did play pickleball. Re- I did learn pickleball recently. I love mm-hmm. it too. Absolutely yeah. love it. Um but also starting a podcast on my without doing it with Kimberly and Noel, mm-hmm. um, that's that that's been a definite learning curve. Not not the technical part because I'm not doing that part, but 
all the other parts. It's, yeah, it's been yeah. quite a lot to learn and understand. Yeah. And I've always been a tinker. Like I love to tinker and I love to learn something new, especially if I don't want to pay for it. So yeah. That's, that's a big motivator. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah, to learn awesome. how to sew curtains because I was like, I am not paying, paying for, for somebody else. Yeah. No. Good for you. Well, and plus you're a designer, Kim. <clears throat> like you have the eye, you know what you want. You know, you know, when you've hit the mark, when you haven't, mm-hmm. I, I, I would destroy a sewing machine. I feel <laughs> I have. This <laughs> is like failure is just feedback. Yes. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah don't be sewing girl. Don't be sewing. <laughs> that is one thing I wish, you know, like you talk about like a microchip, if you could just drop a skill in your body, <laughs> two things. I, I wish that, well, actually if my top three microchips, if I could choose them, Fluently speaking Spanish. Playing I'm doing Duolingo now. Are you? Yes, because we're going to Costa Rica in the summer. Que pasa, Kimberly? She's like, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did take it in high school. I just don't remember. Go ahead. <laughs> so go, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Piano, no, 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 no. Language, piano. piano. Then, but the last thing is, mm-hmm. is to be a seamstress. Like be able to like, you know, even just modify my clothes mm-hmm. a little bit. Like, because sometimes it's like, oh, the hem is just, that much too long to look how I want it to. Yeah. But if I tried to hem it, 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 it disaster. Yeah. Again, it's it like, it's almost like ta- tailoring or as you said, seamstress, yeah. but yeah. yeah, that would, that would be a handy skill. I, d- I have taken sewing classes and dabble really dabbled and nothing's ever really worked out. So it's just <laughs> not my skill. <laughs> Kimberly, do you have, or at least you might know this too. I heard something along the lines, again, I, this needs to be fact-checked, so, <laughs> but that uh, learning new things actually helps to ward off or delay uh, things like dementia oh, and, yeah. and Absolutely. Al- 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 Alzheimer's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I think it's brain, great. We should brain keep, exercise. Yeah. Keep mm-hmm. learning new games. All kinds of things. I mean, especially if you think about like pickleball, for example, mm-hmm. um, and volleyball too, though you already know, Kimberly, the rules and stuff mm-hmm. like with pickleball, you have to learn this, the weird it's a little complex. scoring. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, there's, there's a, there, but of course we had my sister Sheila with us and she's like a bronze medal winner already. <laughs> <laughs> she's doing, she's knocking pickleball dead out there and. Florida, but, um, yeah. Yeah. So you have to, it's physical, it's yeah. mental. It's lots of, I think that that's and eye coordination. Yeah, so good for your brain, especially yeah. as we age. Yep. Yeah. I want to learn how to do Sudoku, but I, I gave up. I tried oh, it a couple of times like and then Sudoku. I was like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. it. I mean, I know of it, but I don't know how to do it. What well, about we do Wordle. 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 We do it as a family now. Yeah. We text do each other you? our results. I yeah. did not get my word yet today. I'm, I didn't I'm, either. I'm don't stumped. tell me if you did. No, I'm stumped. Okay. I, only right. got to, I only got to three and I was like, I'm not giving up. I got two. I got to remember to go back to it. Wow. Okay. So another um, attribute that we can teach our kids for growth mindset is learning the art of receiving feedback. Now, this is mm-hmm. something that I love. I know I've talked to you guys about this before, the 360 peer review family retreat that we do where everybody gets a chance to like express and give feedback. And for me, I know that was a hard one when I first started getting work reviews, you know, at work and people were critiquing like legit, you know, not just like, mm. you know, 
the stuff we deal with with friends or siblings or parents, but like legit sit you down and they're like, here's what's up. Yeah. 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 Like you're awesome. Except these three things Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you're like, Oh, that really hurts. I don't know what to do with that. Mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. And so that's why it was important for me to start the 360 peer review. I mean, most things great that I've done have started selfishly, meaning that like, I wanted to know what I was doing wrong, but I think the byproduct is, is that I've taught my kids and they are now used to getting, giving and receiving. I think that's great. I think that's great. Really good. Yeah. Kids and adults, actually, at least like adults that can receive feedback that are coachable Mm -hmm. will ultimately surpass their peers. Mm -hmm. Absolutely true. Because they're able to grow past whatever hurdles that they may encounter, whatever deficits they may have Mm -hmm. in the workplace and their marriages and their relationships. Mm -hmm. If they're Mm -hmm. able to, you know, I'm very lucky. I have a a loving husband that he does give me feedback in a, in a way that I can receive it. You know, he's not Mm -hmm. condemning or critical, but, Mm -hmm. um, but I'm open to that. You know, I'm open to him saying, you know, Hey, Jess, you know, you're, you've been a little on edge lately. Is, is there, is everything okay? You know, and that's critical feedback. And I have to be able to take that and ask myself the same questions. Like, why am I on edge? Like, what, what does he mean by that? And, and then am I brave enough to ask that question? What do you mean me mm-hmm. being on edge? Can you, can you, can you elaborate? <laughs> do I want you to? Probably not, but you know. Uh, yeah, I, I think, think that's, that's awesome. Yeah. So Kimberly, can you tell us about the 360 review? I mean, I, I know it in a professional context, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but how do you do it in your family? We do uh, once once a year. We do a little retreat where we leave the house. Um, we tried to do it at home. That didn't work. Um, even if we were like trying to set boundaries, it did not work. Um, mm-hmm. We usually get a hotel, typically something really close by, usually with a Groupon, someplace near, uh, you know, mini golf, someplace with a indoor pool. And we alternate these discussion activities with fun activities that we can enjoy each other's company with. And Mm -hmm. it's just a series of exercises where they get to, you know, tell us what they like most about the family, what they like least about the family. They get to um, rate their siblings. I have a sheet where they get to rate each of their siblings and that's on a scale of one to five and it's on different attributes. Um, There's even a sheet where they get to talk about mom and dad. What are three words to describe mom? You know, what are three words to describe dad? What do you need more from your mom? What What do you need more from dad? Um, and yeah, so they get to give us feedback and then they get to receive feedback. And I think that, you know, we started it at a pretty, you know, a young age, my kids Mm -hmm. were six, eight and 10. And, you know, the one sort of thing that people say to me is, is this going to cause like my kids to fight? Like, (laughs) yeah, sure. You're like, uh, are we opening a can of worms? Yeah. But, Mm -hmm. but you know what? I haven't talked to anybody that that's actually done it because if you start, especially when they're somewhat young and they, they, I saw my kids own up to it pretty easily because they kind of were like, yeah, yeah, I do that. Yeah, I know. I know. And they just, (laughs) they were, they were open to it. I think part of what made it so amazing was that they were able to give feedback to their siblings too. So it wasn't Mm -hmm. like they were being singled Mm -hmm. out. It wasn't like, you know, Oh, you know, you're doing this. It was that they all had an opportunity to speak into a particular like topic or prompt. And they, I think they felt like, Oh, this is, we can all just 
talk about this and be honest and it's a safe place to do it. And so, um, yeah, I think that's been, it's been good because then what the, one of the other amazing byproducts of it is that throughout the year, we can go back and be like, Hey, remember when we discussed this, I'm not seeing any progress on that. Or, Hey, you know, that used to be something that you struggled with. And I see that you're growing and I see that you're improving and acknowledging where there's growth just makes them excited for the following year and Mm -hmm. for future conversations about how they're doing. Yeah. I think, I think if it's done well, you're creating a safe environment where it really is not a threatening, angry Mm -hmm. situation. Obviously it's a place that's safe and we can all uh, build each other up and also provide some, um, some input. And I think that's really important. Yeah. So I have that, I do have the family retreat packet available on my website and it, um, there's also a digital, digital component. If your kids like to do it on their iPads or anything, it's like I've created Ooh, a Google form. So then yes. this way, what I love about that is it saves all the answers so that from year to year, you can kind of track, mm-hmm. like, are we seeing oh, I love that? Um, yeah. So it's got a, a sample itineraries, activities to do a packing list, uh, all the discussion worksheets and yeah, so it's available on my website. It's a free, I mean, not a free download. It's a paid download, but it's I was going to say in the store. <laughs> that would be insane. Um, yeah, that's all. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah. I, I, I feel family like, could use that for sure. I yeah, think I, I you know, even imagine. though they're older, even my kid, you know, they're middle school, but I think they're still of <sighs> that age, it. like you said, where they're they're pliable enough and they're young enough to own up to stuff and mm-hmm. and then you know to see the improvement. One of the things that as you were talking, um, I was thinking, you know, having a pattern of celebrating when someone overcomes, mm-hmm. you know, a fear or an uncertainty mm-hmm. or takes a risk and maybe it doesn't turn out the way that they wanted it to. It's like still celebrate the willingness to take the risk, to try mm-hmm. the new thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think sometimes if we champion even mm-hmm. just the attempt, then yeah. they're more likely to attempt new things again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My yeah. son will literally eat anything. We started having him try <laughs> stuff. I'm not joking. When when he was really young, you know, we were living abroad. We, we went to France. We tried everything. Like it was like, we tried escargot. We tried you know, all the things. And we wanted our kids to try them as well. You know, just, just try it. Just try it. You may not like it. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, my son loved all the strange things, all of them. <laughs> we, we had roasted like, like traditional escargot, you know, in the little like round thing, mm. all the snails and everything. And we didn't tell them that they were snails. We didn't tell them. We were just like, it's a, Here you it's go. a fancy French word. Just try it. <laughs> and he, and he tried it and he loved it. And he was like, these are good. Can we get another one? And I'm like, not at 68 pounds a pop. I'm like, that's it, brother. Yeah, right. (laughs) You had your escargot. That's the end of that. That's it. That's it. Yeah. But, but he's, he's still to this day, he's, he's adventurous in that way, you know, because Mm -hmm. we were so impressed that he was willing to try something. So, you know, outside of the ordinary, Mm -hmm. you like positively reinforced it and and then you get more of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that's great. I I do think it's too late for us. (laughs) (laughs) Although we are all going, uh, to a, to celebrate Lauren's birthday in the fall. I'm like, gosh, that would, we we won't do that, but, um, it would be 360 review. 
Yeah, I would love to do it even even now. I mean, um, well, you could I, find ways to do it where I mean, because because if as close as you guys are, and if you're spending time with people, like I do, I would love to get feedback from you know extended family that we see pretty often. Like, you know, yeah. I wouldn't want something to drive a wedge between us that I was completely unaware of, and that's something that happens all the time. True. I could be there are certain things that I may may not be paying attention to, or I'm sensitive about some things that I take for granted for me that I don't realize are a big deal to them. You know, and so it probably isn't a bad idea. I mean, I don't, I haven't, I haven't thought about it, but maybe we should, you know, I would have well, to be, you know. I just think, I think that um, doing that mm-hmm. with your family is brilliant. And I truly think everybody should do it because it, it, it just creates um, a culture that is for one another. And mm-hmm. again, it's not like, you're airing out your dirty laundry or your, this is your opportunity to be mean to one another. Mm -hmm. Obviously you're doing it within a context. And I love the way you also mix, you know, some of the feedback with playing mini golf. Mm -hmm. Great. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. She knows and board games and swimming in the pool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really fun. Yeah. And, and this sort of segues nicely into this whole idea of comparing yourself to yourself only and not to other people. Mm. So like the data that we get from these family retreats allows us to then circle back with our kids and talk about how they've grown over the year, like I just mentioned, but also it gives us an opportunity to remind them like, you're not your sibling and I'm not going to compare your growth to them. I'm not going to compare your grades to them. I'm not going to compare because you have different interests and talents and there's so many things. And so, you know, comparing ourselves to others is just never, never a good idea. And if we can sort of shift and pivot and say, oh, you know, I want to be growing. I want to be, you know, more kind and more caring and more like Jesus you know, better version of myself. I mean, right. that's not the, right. that's not the goal to be the best version of ourselves. We get, sti- it gets a little sticky when that's all we're living for, but like comparing ourselves to ourselves and not to others, I think is a really good, good trait to have. Absolutely. And I think, I mean, I know what you're kind of pushing back against the culture of the best you, but I do think we all need to be showing up as the best us each day. And so Again, if you if you do that in the proper context, that just means there's always room for growth. And so, you know, when you see that happening for one of your children and you're able to say, hey, I'm noticing this. It's really awesome. Um, you know, and, and having that underlying sort of we do show up as our best selves mm-hmm. as much as possible. And it doesn't mean we don't also show up, especially in the context of family, as our worst selves mm-hmm. have, have to be able to do that somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's great because then you do, you get the breadth of your entire expression as a human being in Mm -hmm. family. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just having this conversation with my son. I'm like, you don't get to choose your family. And I said, and there's a reason why God made it that way, because some of us need difficult people to love and we will we would run away from them in any other circumstance except for the fact that we're related to them. Mm. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> totally. <laughs> How to love the unloving people in your family. Yes. Uh yeah. 
I mean, and, and I have a great family. I literally, I love most of the people in my family, but even so (laughs) in their worst moments, they're incredibly difficult, Yeah, you know, and just like I am, I don't, (laughs) I give it to my family. I give lots of credit to them. (laughs) (laughs) They, they love me despite all of me. (laughs) True of all of us, right? This is, yes, this is true. I have some pretty interesting nicknames. That could be a whole nother podcast. <laughs> what is your, what are your family nicknames? Oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to share one or two? Since you brought it uh, up? Well, the top of the list at the moment is Cruella DeVille. Oh. Um, yes. <laughs> it, it, I even I had, sent you this, my wig from Halloween. Oh, you, remember? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is the craziest thing, Kimberly. So we're building, you know, this little apartment for my mother-in-law. And mm-hmm. even one of the builders said, you kind of look like Cruella DeVille. And I was, I was like, excuse me? (laughs) (laughs) You don't even know me. (laughs) That's funny. But yeah, that could be another podcast. All the nicknames. Yeah. Well, we've talked about, I don't either. I don't think. Oh, Jesus Kim. We've talked about Jesus Jesus Kim. Kim. Yep. (laughs) Hilarious. Ah, Elise, hmm. do you have any nicknames? I really, I, I was, no. I mean, I have variations on Elise, Lee, Lily, Lila Bell. Um, Those nothing. all sound so sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what can I say? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pollyanna over there. Me. <laughs> so Cruella not true. Bell. Potty Mouth would be a nickname of mine. Oh. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, yeah. Of Elise. I, I, yeah. I, love I was called name. Fertile Myrtle. Oh, yeah, okay. that was another one. Yeah. Wait, what, they, why? This this is the conundrum of conundrums. I have no idea. <laughs> so I got that nickname in high school. I wasn't, I was, oh my I was not promiscuous um, <laughs> at that time, at least. Thank you. Uh, but, you know, Jesse from Saved by the Bell? Mm-hmm. So she, her middle name was Myrtle and evidently I had her personality, like kind of high, strong perfectionist, you know, person. <laughs> so they named me Myrtle and then they named me Fertile Myrtle. I'm not really sure. Just how for that fun. Because it rhymes. Yeah. Because so. obvious. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. So I have some strange nicknames. I didn't have a nickname, but I did win Biggest Flirt in eighth grade. Oh, Elise. <laughs> Young. Yeah, eighth, well, eighth they were the eighth what grade. Kind of grown-ups thought that would be a good superlative for an eighth grader. They were the eighth grade, um, award, you know, oh, yeah. awards that the kids voted on. Ah, it was like a list. Ah, I won. I won. Most flirtatious. Flirt. Biggest flirt. That was the exact title. They this also need... goes with the Pollyanna. Yeah. And yeah. the potty mouth. Put them all together and what have you got? A saucy minx. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. We totally went off the rails. Kimberly. That's okay. Sorry. That's all right. That's all right. It happens sometimes, but I'm going to, I'm going to back up to these difficult people, these people. Yes. yes. <laughs> and just mention embracing struggle and adversity. Like, you know, we've, I think we've, mm-hmm. I believe we've covered this in other episodes, like creating mm-hmm. these resilient kids that don't just, you know, balk at struggle. I, I can't stand. And this is something that I'm struggling with in my home is that anytime we get coming up against friction, we think it's because something's wrong. Like it shouldn't be that way. And I'm like, 
what are you talking about? This is an opportunity for growth. And so I'm really trying to shift that in my home right now. Mm. Um, you know, and I'm upset at myself that I've let certain things get out of control and we've, we, we want to point fingers and we want to blame because this should have been easier. And I'm like, no, how about, how about it isn't like, how about this is a tough thing that our child is going through and we need to walk them through it and coach them through it. And we need to get excited because this is an opportunity to speak into that area. This is an opportunity to give them the wisdom that we have. And, you know, the lack of friction isn't, is we don't grow. We don't learn. We don't get anywhere. That's not the end goal. Like I just, I I feel Mm. like that's been hot for us right now. It's like, yeah. Embrace it. It's what are we, yeah. you know, again, the process, what are we learning from this? How are, what, what's the opportunity that's before us? What is this going to lead to that wouldn't, we wouldn't have the opportunity before. It's, it's funny. I'm thinking, you know, it's heartbreak too. Like there's some of this stuff that's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, t- I, I can be very superlistic <laughs> <laughs> using superlatives like, <laughs> This is devastating. I can remember doing that with my kids with some stuff that was devastated. And it's got to be careful not to use those words and and allow myself to feel them. I'm just thinking, again, Kimberly, putting myself more back in the day. Um, I do think, it, I, I think usually what's at work when we get freaked out about friction and difficulties is fear. Mm. We're, we're just afraid of what is happening and what might be the outcome of whatever is happening. It's hard not, I felt, I found it hard not to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think you're absolutely right. It's like, this is life on planet earth. Kids are going to grow and perhaps resist certain things that we don't want them to resist. Um, Make choices that we don't want to make them to make, but they are learning and growing and, it's appropriate mm-hmm. whether we like it or not. And yeah. a, a peaceful home and a happy haven. Sure. That was my goal, but that's not real. And I think wanting that too much can cause more friction, mm. you know, like, mm-hmm. Oh, this isn't the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be like this. Well, it isn't. And then you do, you know, go back to the comparing stuff. Then you're comparing yourself to this idealized version that you don't have. And so you're always falling short. Mm-hmm. So our family's not doing so well, you know, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and that's just not, I don't think that um, fuels a growth mindset actually. Mm-hmm. But like Kim, when you were talking about in your family, like, I think one of the things that we are dealing with more. Um, and, and it may even be a symptom of my own parenting, which is like, ugh, gosh, <laughs> is that that's hard to like swallow that, you know, uh, is this, this idea of blaming something outside of yourself for your experience, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. now obviously circumstances and people and situations, you know, are not always great, but I, I recently read this quote by Jack Canfield. And, and I don't know if you know it, but he says, if you want to be successful, you have to take 100% responsibility mm-hmm. for everything that you experience <laughs> in life. 
Like, yeah. you know, yeah. it, it, and when you, when you wrap your head around, like, I'm like, can I just do 75%? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I go like 80% and still yeah. be like moderately successful? Cause that mm-hmm. might be the route I want to take. But I think the reality is, is when we teach our kids, instead of shifting blame, when something doesn't go their way or when they're feeling upset and just say, you know, why do you, why do you feel that way? What, what is it in your personality? Well, how can you take mm-hmm. ownership of that? Because that also the- equips them, you know, to not allow someone else to manipulate them, to manipulate their emotions, you know, they're owning all of that. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I might've gotten offended, but that's on me. I got mm-hmm. offended. I chose offense mm-hmm. instead of saying, that's your opinion. I know who I am. I'm grounded in Christ, in my family that loves me. Let's move on, you know? Yeah. So these are the harder lessons, I think, of a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. And especially like when our kids face things like bullying, right? When they face kids and circumstances that are really atrocities, you know, when I hear that my kid's being bullied, I want to go rage mode mama into the mm-hmm. school and like light some parents up and be like, Hey, okay. <laughs> you don't know how to parent your kid. Come on. I'll show you how it's done. You know, and that's like human, awful, terrible. We shouldn't be doing that. Um, but can I equip my children to have that kind of mindset where it's like, okay, you take a hundred percent responsibility for how you feel right now. Mm-hmm. Does their opinion of you and what they're doing, does it count for more than mine? because I'm with you all the time. I see you mm-hmm. all the time. Mm. I love you way more. Shouldn't my opinion count mm. for more? Mm-hmm. Not that it does in the moment, but it's like training them yes. where to get your feedback yes. from. Where's a healthy place to establish who I am, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and how I can move forward in life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love that quote by Jack Canfield. It literally mm-hmm. hit me square between the eyes the other yeah. day. Yeah. So. Again, right that's, there. it's such a high ownership statement. It's yeah. like, yeah, and that's the whole idea behind the book, um, leadership and self-deception. Ooh, sounds good. Yeah. I forget who writes that. I don't want to miss call it out. So I might put it in the show notes, but it's this high idea of like, it's in the context of a team and a work environment, but like as a leader, you need to be taking responsibility for a hundred percent of the mistakes your team makes. And yeah, if wow. you are turning around and pointing the finger, like not, mm, not a, not a leader. Yeah. And, and, and it was in that book was actually written. It was paralleling family life and business life, you know? Wow. And uh, yeah. What was, was the name really of it good. again, Kimberly? Leadership and self-deception. Leadership and self-deception. Wow. I have to read that. Sounds, yeah, sounds delicious. That up sounds my good. Um, <laughs> and sounds it's, it's, written, it's written in story form. Like the classic, like Ogmandino style mm. where they're telling a story and then they're unfolding the principles. So you don't feel like you're getting a, like a, non mm. it's not a non-fiction read and it's not like a manual mm. it's like the story that's pulled out and like you're like oh you're like connecting the dots and then it gets wrapped up at the end wow really i love that yeah, yeah. sounds good yeah. but elise you you were saying something like when you say things are devastating yeah right like <laughs> words matter yeah um and if we teach our, our kids or if we get into the habit of going to those big words right off the bat now like is it really devastating? Yeah. Is it really unbearable? 
is it really the, you know, like, and, and really putting things into perspective yeah. for our children and making mm-hmm. sure to stay away from those words. Who are you talking to? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who are you talking to? Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's so funny because, because I do have, I, I would say I have children who can be dramatic and, um, like it's so obvious like... where it came from. It's just like, yeah, very emotive. And, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think I, 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 I had to really learn about the power of our words. I really mm-hmm. did. That's not, that's been something that has the power of our words and the power of our mindset. It's something I'm so geared towards. So it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to, for, it's hard to remember that I didn't always feel this way mm-hmm. uh, or that I didn't even, didn't always recognize it. I mean, I was a psychology major, so some of it was there, but mm-hmm. um, I, ju- I think, yeah, I think. I think that's good, Kimberly, to kind of say, okay, you just said you think you're going to die, for example. Like, yeah, I think I'm going to, I don't know, I don't know if I can live with this. I mean, Uh, of course you're going to live with it. No choice. Things like this. (laughs) Elise, I feel you. You know, I used to be in the dramatic arts. I, I, I have definitely said big words. Devastating. I save I'm, them and then when I pull them out, I want everybody to like tremble. Well, that's, <laughs> that's probably a better idea than using them on a routine basis. <laughs> um, I don't know. But I, I yeah, I, I think I think words are really important. And it's a good point to like when your child says something in a certain way mm-hmm. to kind of say, okay, you, you know, this is such a coachy thing, which I do do this. You, I heard you say this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard you use this word. Do you, do you mean that? Tell me more about that. You know, mm-hmm. is that, can we kind of talk a little bit more about, because we often, and that's very Jack Canfield-esque actually, <laughs> we often say things that we don't mean, Yeah, but they still have impact, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's within relationships within our families or towards ourselves or whatever, they, yeah. they're powerful. So yeah. Yeah. I am. So I started reading this book with my, um, my connect group and it's, it's by two counselors, uh, marriage and family counselors, uh, Milan and Kay Yurkovich, and it's called Mm. how we love. And they have this list in the book of what they call soul words Mm. and they're, they're descriptive words, they're feeling words, and they actually really help equip uh, you know, parents and spouses and kids mm-hmm. with, with dialing into the realities of their emotions, right? Like really how they're feeling, mm. um, which I think helps us unpack them. Sometimes we bottle things up and we can't move past a certain event because we don't have the language to like get it out of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, Elise, you use the word devastating because the closest thing was disappointed, but you were like, it's more than disappointed, but it's mm-hmm. not quite devastating, but I don't know what to say, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and you just wanted someone to know you were deeply hurting, you know, well, at the end mm-hmm. of the day. That between fear and hurt, I think that is yeah. the crux of a lot of it, but yeah, totally. those words help us define a little bit more than that, flesh them out a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think Mm -hmm. that's another thing about growth mindset. It's like, if, if you have a, what I call a big feelings kid, right. I know lots of big feel, big feelings kids. I love them because I'm like, I relate to you. We're, (laughs) we're pals and friends. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But, you know, when they start to have this big emotional experience, I, I can sometimes like help them, you know, cause I'm like, Oh, you could, you're having a big feeling. Are you angry? Are you annoyed? Are you frustrated? You know, and all of these have a different feel mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. helps them actually get to a place where they're like, Oh, I'm just frustrated. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, cool. You can mm-hmm. be frustrated. That's okay. You can be frustrated. Just, you know, don't throw a truck at your brother's head when you're frustrated. That's <laughs> all we're asking for. <laughs> oh gosh. I love it though. All right. We're going to wrap it up with one last um, point or one last attribute, um, engaging in deliberate practice. I love this because this mm. is one thing that I think I, gosh, I hope I did a decent job at teaching. I would kids. think. Yes. Yeah. I'm um, like, you get a gold star for that. Yeah, I, w- I would agree. I would agree. I think of like the piano lessons, the sports that they tried and they all thought they would just come out the gate and be amazing at it. And, the, and they were so discouraged when they weren't getting it. And look, we could probably preaching to ourselves, right? Yes. We, 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 we weren't born with these skills. We weren't, you know what I mean? And to, to think that you're just going to come out and you're going to ace it without any practice and without any diligence. I mean, it's crazy, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, you know, you're not supposed to be good at it when you're starting it. You know, I have to, I've reminded my son of that when he started a new sport, I'm like, you're not supposed to be amazing at this. You're just not like, yes. yeah, I know you're athletic and I know you want to be a cool guy, but you're not supposed to be, this is not unexpected. This is yeah. actually mm-hmm. expected. And mm-hmm. so practice, practice, practice. And yeah, I think that's something that we have to remind, you know, like we're, I think we're too quick to label our kid talented or not talented or oh, it's yeah. a thing or yeah. it's not their thing. Well, really there's very few things that are people's things mm-hmm. <laughs> without, <laughs> without like, we don't give birth practice. to concert pianist. No, we don't No, <laughs> I don't care how much classical music you strap on your belly when you're pregnant, with them. <laughs> <laughs> which is a good idea, by the way, you yeah. should do that. If you Absolutely. like classical music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, ha- so in the book, you just reminded me mm-hmm. uh tiger mom. Have you read that book? No, that was that's so- from a while. While it's ago. a while ago. It's yeah, a while yeah, ago. Yeah. But I'll yeah. never forget this illustration that the author used. And, and she was making a um, point between Western mothers and sort of Eastern mothers. That was mm-hmm. the crux of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but she said, she goes, you know, Asian mothers, or, or at least she claimed it for herself. She goes, I don't let my children quit anything until they are better than average at it. <laughs> that's good. I, right. I, I yeah. mean, think about how many things I know for me, like I've, if I don't get it within a little bit and like, I'm really interested in it, I'm like, nah, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll pass. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, you know, she had her kids in music. She had her kids in sports. She said, no, you're not allowed to quit until you're better than average. Then you can actually decide whether or not you like doing this activity because nobody likes to do something they're not good at. True. Mm-hmm. Good point. Mm-hmm. I was like, Very oh, good. mama is smart. Yes. Yeah. I did yes. that with my son and the trumpet. Like, I'm like, you need yeah. to, I need to see you put forth the effort to get to a level where you enjoy it. And then you can make the decision. And we did, we, I, I got him a couple extra lessons and we put a lot of effort in, in the season. And I think he did kind of love it. And then I think something sort of happened that we kind of lost momentum on it and he just decided it wasn't for him and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But I get, I get that, that, that idea. 
I mean, I don't yeah. think I've been super consistent in it, but I, I do want them to put enough effort into it so that they're actually giving it a legitimate shot. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, Again, nobody likes to do something they're not good at. Right. Mm-hmm. Like none of us. A lot of good mm-hmm. quotes here, Jess. Yeah, I, I, I have Between all of us, there's been some like, yeah. this is, good uh, quotes. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I just was on a roll with the quotes in the brain. I don't know. (laughs) I think it's just the topics. You know how when you get a certain topic, it triggers like it something that you that that's all it is. It's a word association, like you said. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's good stuff though. It's it's um I I yeah, I agree with that concept too. I, you know, we definitely had battles over people stopping lessons Mm -hmm. in particular, um uh, instruments, because my family was very musically oriented. And, um, yeah, I'm just, we were just like, yeah, no, this is not the time after all the work wow. that you've put into it, mm-hmm. you know, you're about to get to the next level. And I, I felt, especially with piano, cause my sisters and I sing and none of us really play instruments. Uh, my sister, Sheila played, she, she did all the guitar masses back in the day. So she was, was the most accomplished, but when we actually started singing at weddings and stuff like that, nobody could really play an instrument. And so I said to my kids, if you learn to accompany yourself, it's going to be such a, trust me, it's going to be such a gift. And so we did, we did really make them hang Mm -hmm. with it longer than they wanted to. Mm -hmm. And I, and I think it, it paid off. Yeah. Nobody is a concert pianist, but (laughs) that's not what we're aiming for. Well, like this idea of muscle memory. I mean, it goes along with the sports, but I think it applies to almost everything that we do. I mean, I started playing tennis a few years ago and I do tennis on Fridays, like do a clinic and the muscle memory. I know when I get discouraged that it's all about the muscle memory, especially when your coach comes in and like they tweak a few things and it's like going a couple steps backwards. Like you feel like I just got my serve consistent. And now you're telling me I need to hold the racket differently if I want power. And you're like, but no, but no. And so it's like one step forward, two steps back. But I know that if I keep at it, I'm going to get that muscle memory. And I've now gotten to a point where I can beat my husband's natural ability, my, my technical training and practice can now be wow. his natural ability. And that's very exciting. He keeps joking. He's going to take some lessons. I'm like, please don't. I'm enjoying <laughs> like, Don't start correcting right. your technique. Yeah. <laughs> but just, I look just let back. Me beat you. Yeah, exactly. But I look back and I'm like, it was just an hour and a half every Friday, mm. all these years. And like, I really enjoy it. And I really like, it's, it feels amazing to have accomplished that. And our kids need to feel that too. And if they never feel it, they're going to, they're going to quit. And so yep. what is it that they need to practice continually until they go, Oh, Oh, I see how this works. I'm getting the muscle memory. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's something physical or whether it's something mental, I mean, there's a muscle memory that happens right with our brain and the grooves that are made in our brain, right. The pathways of thinking like, yeah, creating and that also the memory. things we've been told, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I love that though. Don't quit. It's like, you know, as a parent, one of the best things that you can build into your child is resilience mm-hmm. to never give up, right? Mm-hmm. Never give up. I had um I had a a boyfriend in high school, actually. Um, not to pivot, but slight pivot. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I was struggling with depression. My my parents were going through a very 
tumultuous divorce. And it was just a dark season of life. And Mm -hmm. I started to have suicidal ideation. Mm -hmm. And I confessed this to my then boyfriend at the time that I just, you know, I didn't, I didn't say it like that. I just kind of said, I just don't want to be here anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go through this anymore. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it triggered something in him. He was, became concerned for sure. And the, the, like in the next day or so he brought me this poem and he said, do you know why I know Jess that you'll never follow through with that kind of thing? And I was like, why you're so annoying. Uh, (laughs) And he goes, because you're not a quitter. Mm. He's like, you never have been. He's like, you, you are resilient. You, you keep going and you don't quit. And so, mm-hmm. you know, my own daughter has struggled with some of those things and that's what I'm trying to build in her is this, you know, willingness to stick to things, to mm-hmm. stay with it, even when it's hard, because I think that actually builds something unspeakable and unshakable in our kids, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's good. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. I do worry about quitting before it gets good. Yeah. 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 Like, like, am I about to turn the corner? Like, am I about to give it all up? (laughs) And then I'm going to like turn the corner and I would, I missed, I missed it. Yeah. I just this much. Yeah. Yeah. So that motivates me a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. All right, ladies. Well, this has been an incredible conversation. I have learned so much. I reaffirmed some of the things that I've been reflecting on and chewing on and journaling about as well, which is fantastic. And I am looking forward to teaching my kids and applying it to my own life. Mm. I can't wait to get that retreat packet. I'm doing yes. it. It's going to yes. be amazing. Seriously. Okay. I would, I would say do it, Jess. Mm-hmm. I'll send it to you. I'll link in the show notes. So good. this summer we'll do a, a full burn down. How did it work for me? If you want, that'll be cool. Mm. That'd be really cool. Would you do it? Would you go do it in the, in your little cottage? Maybe the cabin. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, we could do that. It's out awesome. of our out of our comfort zone, and there's plenty of fun things to do around. So yeah. maybe that's a good idea. See, it's all sorted. Mm-hmm. Retreat packet, got the place. We're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's Sounds right. good. All righty. All Thank you, ladies. If you want to dig deeper into what we talk about on the podcast each week, check out the Build Your Best Family Facebook group. It's where we hang out with some fabulous women and we practice what we've learned. There's also encouragement, group coaching, and incredible resources there too. Remember, family culture is not about perfect. It's about purpose.